Hello and welcome to The Smart Chiropractor. My name is Dr. Jeff Langmaid. I'm here with Dr. Jason Deitch. And each week in 30 minutes, we break down how you can become a smart chiropractor. It's how you create a stable and predictable income for your practice. We call that having a payday practice. And this episode, episode number nine, season number one, we are talking about maybe the most important component of this. That's not to diminish anything we're talking about, but this is payment. We're talking about why your chiropractic insurance billing is not enough. We're going to talk cash versus insurance, new ways to think about this, and really how docs can create stability. And that is just so critically important. We're going to have into a lot of stuff over this half hour, but when we start out by saying your chiropractic insurance billing is not enough, why would you say such a thing? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Uh, you know, listen, if we break down sort of the, let's put our business hats mm -hmm. on, right? This is not our chiropractor loving, giving, serving hat as much as it is. Let's just talk some numbers, finances, and common sense. Mm -hmm. um, there's roughly about 1% of the population who's actively searching for a chiropractor right now because they're in pain. That leaves 99% of the population that is not in a chiropractor's office right now. Okay, now they say maybe 10%, I've seen up to 15%, goes each year, right? But that's not the same thing as right here, right now. So whichever number you wanna use, let's just agree that the vast majority of people are not in chiropractor's offices. And then the question becomes, well, why is that? You know, is it that uh, so we haven't done a good enough job explaining it to them? Maybe. Uh, is it because uh, we're not on everybody's insurance program? Maybe. Uh, why, you know, why would it be? And I'm of the belief that it's a combination of a lot of these different things. The, one, the things we can sort of dissect and look at are, one, most practices do not appeal to, whether you want to call it the 99% of people that aren't actively in pain, the 85% of people that don't go once a year. Uh, why aren't they going? And my belief is that we, as a profession, and more specifically, each of our practices tend to proliferate the old model. What I mean by that is most chiropractors have learned to take the path of least financial resistance. So what that typically means is uh, people expect if I'm hurt, I see a chiropractor, my insurance covers it because I expect my health insurance to cover the things related to my health. If chiropractors think they're taking the path of least financial resistance by appealing to that one market, and thousands if not tens of thousands of chiropractors are competing for that one market, we're missing out on the biggest opportunity possible. And it's not just a business idea, it's the right idea because we have a service and a philosophy that appeals to everybody with a spine who's living. So what does that really mean? It means that there's a majority of people these days that are either uninsured or underinsured. Do they not deserve chiropractic care too? Do we have messaging and business models that would appeal to that marketplace? And I guess the test would be, if I called your chiropractic practice uh, and I said, uh, I feel terrific, uh, I don't have any symptoms, uh, I'm interested in proactive care, uh, what would it cost me to come on into your practice? 
I'm going to guess that a lot of people at the front desk who are answering that phone would pause and not even really know exactly sort of what to say. Uh, and I think that's a problem. The second problem, if, the, if you did have a good response, they said, oh, you know, your initial exam is X and your adjustment is Y, then the question becomes, are you presenting the ability, the opportunity, do you have a business model, do you have a payment model that supports the care you recommend they receive on a regular basis? And typically what that means is some way to build a routine around their care as opposed to what, again, many chiropractors do either intentionally or unintentionally and illegally. Intentionally, I mean, there are practices that for whatever their reasons are, say, I want to have a low volume, high fee practice. Insurance covers X, or I believe I'm worth X, and they have, in many cases, a low volume, high fee practice, and that math works fine for them. No problem. If that works for you, that's great. But for those chiropractors that have set their fees based on what insurance would pay, they either do one of two things, I'm going to say erroneously. They either set their fee there and therefore people who are not suffering, who are underinsured or not insured, don't yet see the value of their care, they're oftentimes priced out of the market. And if they're not priced out of the market for one person, they're often priced out of the market for their family. Right? So if you have 70, 80 bucks a visit, it's not unreasonable in certain cases, but if you want me to bring my family of four several times a week, now you've priced me out of the market. So if you've set your fees to basically, you know, either what the insurance company will pay or because you expect to have that kind of model, you're missing out on the bigger opportunity. So what's the solution? The solution is to basically have a message and a fee structure for those people that are insured, servicing your you know, normal patient base, but it's also to potentially consider the opportunity of what would happen if a percentage of that 99% or 85%, whichever math you want to use, what if they had an opportunity to come in at a reasonable fee? And not just come in when it hurts, but came in proactively because they actually understood the value, not just of an adjustment, but of coming in to get what I would almost rename a tune-in and tune-up each month. So you may go to somebody, you know, do you think it'd be a good idea to get a chiropractic adjustment each month? And they'd go, why would I need that if I'm not in pain? But if I ask the question, do you think it'd be a good idea to check with a professional and tune in to what's going on in your body and if necessary, tune up your body so it's working optimally? I think there's a majority of people who would go, well, that's interesting. Nobody's actually even offered me that proposition before, but... I get my car tuned up, I get my musical instruments tuned up, it kind of sounds pretty interesting. How would you tune me up? What are you talking about? That opens up a different conversation to a different market and then to be able to have a fee structure that makes it affordable to allow those people to come in on an ongoing basis, typically through some sort of membership, that I believe is really the future of expanding practice and I'll even say diversifying your practice. There are plenty of experiences of people you and I both know that had really successful insurance-based practices, and wouldn't you know it, an insurance policy changes or gets sold or laws change, and all of a sudden they go from super successful down to 
we're not getting reimbursed for this anymore. Uh-oh, what do we do now? So whether it's because you want to be more generous to serve more people because it's the right thing to do, or whether you want to be strategic and smart and protect yourself from the next time there is insurance changes or you know, even we can go so far and extrapolate out to the next time there's a pandemic um, and you're not able to physically be there, there's just new ways doctors must be thinking about setting up their business model that's going to, we've talked about sustainable, predictable revenue every month, regardless of what happens. Now, I know you can't deliver an adjustment over the internet yet. I don't know if you ever will. Yeah. But there are ways doctors, chiropractors can be thinking to protect their revenue and to serve more people and to make, basically create, build a business model that makes it more accessible for more people to say, yes, I want your care, not just because it hurts, but because it's a good idea and I want to make this part of my lifestyle and my family's lifestyle. And I think that's the opportunity many chiropractors are missing. Well, there's two things that come to mind. And, and one is, you know, it's like, you know, you have a chiropractic business problem. If you, you know, if you change what you're doing, and this just happens, if you change what you're doing based upon the reimbursement, right? This reimburses well, we're going to really push that this month, right? You know, that's, that is inherently a flawed practice because you're always going to be playing catch up. It's going to come back and bite you eventually, right? So it's an indicator. You can probably quote unquote game the system for a while. Many people do. Most do. But it's, it's very unlikely that you're going to ride out into the sunset doing that without having some major problems. The second thing that comes to mind is really, I'll kind of juxtaposition this to, you know, being able to offer, we've touched on this on previous episodes, being able to offer what you're passionate about. So, you know, I always think back to an instructor I had in chiropractic school that used to just say, I think getting a crunch every now and again is a good idea. <laughs> yeah, so uh, unrefined way to put, put that. Um, but, you know, it, it really can go a bunch of different ways. I think about a practice in, in Ohio that I'm very familiar with. It treats a lot of NFL athletes. And a lot of the athletes, they have strength. They have, they have medical personnel. They have all the people in the world for pain relief. But this practice works with them on proprioceptive type things. They work, he, they work with them with things that are really actually interestingly in the wheelhouse of what, what we can do as a chiropractor. Now, you might not choose to do this as a chiropractor. That's okay. But it, to open up the opportunities from a membership perspective, they take care of a variety of CrossFit athletes, NFL athletes. And it doesn't and, – and their prices actually, I'm suggesting, are low. So, you know, it doesn't mean that they're charging a, t oh, they take care of special populations. No, there's a variety of individuals who want to be coached on movement assessments, want to be coached on biomechanics, want to get, an, you know, get a crunch every now and again, have an adjustment, you know, go through the process of what you can offer. And we talked about it on an earlier episode. Maybe you're into nutrition and functional medicine. That's not a set it and forget it. That's a, you're going to you know, see what's up. You might be, whether you're doing blood work or however you're doing the testing, you're going to analyze baseline, establish, and adjust as time goes on. No pun intended, right? So there's, there with regardless of where your passion resides, it very well, we can, you know, time marches on, you know, so things are going to come up. It doesn't have to be a catastrophic event. Insurances are built on the catastrophic events. Too many docs, and, and you're kind of, I'll say it a different way, get into trouble because they're trying to fit the square peg in the round hole. They would, you know, they're kind of doing, you know, the pain relief, but then, you know, there, there's an awkward, well, we can't like transition to maintenance or wellness very well. We're losing, like, and it's, these are just, dis it doesn't mean you have to throw the baby out with the bathwater as I say, and only do one. There are very successful ways to do both, but you have to set it up in a way that actually 
makes sense. You know, uh, you know spoiler, like, whoa, wait, that makes sense. <laughs> and, and I think that's what, where we can go and explore because that is the challenge, I think, for a lot of docs. They get it. They like the idea. And maybe even some start to think about, oh, here's what I can offer. But they see, they feel like they're too deeply rooted in the insurance and that it's a risk or they don't know how to transition or convert or discuss what's next. I think of this as breaking the four minute mile and, and nobody did it until they saw it could be done. Uh, let me get right to the biggest pain point of this conversation, which is, you know, why is your chiropractic billing enough? If, you're, if your chiropractic billing is focused on insurance, then you are likely, likely addicted to needing new patients, okay? And I say that because if you're like most chiropractic practices, the worst day of the month is which day? First day. First day of the month, right? You could have just had a record month, your best month ever. Oh my God, high fives, pizza parties, the whole thing, right? Everybody got their bonuses more than ever. And the first day of the month comes along, what happens? Start at zero. Back to zero. Yeah. Now, we've all been there and it's stressful. And when you're practicing from a state of stress, you are practicing differently than when you're practicing from a state of not even abundance, but at least non-stress, right? And, and I define non-stress to some degree as, uh, if I asked you the question, and this is why we call it the payday practice, if I asked you the question, how much money do you need to make this month to not feel stressed out? You could come up with a number. You go, okay, let me calculate all of my recurring monthly expenses. And if, if I could get a paycheck for, to cover my recurring monthly expenses, I could pause, I could breathe, I could think clearly, and I could actually make choices out of my freedom, not my desperation. And so nobody's saying you shouldn't do whatever's working and doing well for you right now, but if you are frustrated with every single month going, oh my goodness, the first again back to zero, then there's a solution for that. And that's really this new, that's why I open up to this new marketplace, because the solution to that is to ask yourself, okay, what's the number? Right, what's your payday number? We actually call it your MVMI, financial freedom formula. Your MVMI is your minimum viable monthly income. Not what's your financial dream, but what's the least amount of money you absolutely must make this month to not stress out? You pick that number. Then you can say, okay, how much is my office fee, right? And if you divided your office fee into that number, that would give you a starting point to say, okay, for example, if I need $15,000 a month and my office visits 50 bucks, I think that's 300 people. Does that sound about right? Okay. So if I could get 300 people to say, I will come in at least one time per month, go ahead and process my credit card on the first of the month so that I am able to come in at least once a month, and because I've made that agreement with you, I can receive additional care if you think I need it or I think I want it at a discounted fee. You've built and opened up a new opportunity for the non-insured and underinsured to actually have not just access under crisis care, but access on an ongoing basis. 
That builds your relationship. That means that these people are not going, doesn't really hurt 50 bucks worth, I'll wait till next month. Doesn't mean that they're gonna say, hmm, I'm a little embarrassed to go back to that other chiropractor. I kind of didn't really, I smelled a little bit the last time I went. I'm gonna find a new one, right? You're giving people an opportunity to basically have an ongoing relationship with you for the minimal amount of care that you feel is appropriate. I'm gonna suggest that might be a minimum of once per month. That doesn't mean you're getting adjusted every month. That's why I'm changing the name or suggesting people come up with a name that you're tuning in. What does tune in mean? If, if you, most people do not know how to tune into themselves. And the reason we know that is because most people live in pain. Pain means pay attention inside now. It means to pay attention to what's going on. Well, if you're living in pain or medicating your pain, you're not listening to anything. Right? You're doing the opposite of tuning in. You're trying to shut it up. Well, how do we get people to better understand what we're doing? Maybe we give them the opportunity to understand it. One of my biggest criticisms of our own profession is that we can't not use the word chiropractor or chiropractic in just about every opportunity we have. It's like we're afraid we're going to miss the idea that, uh, you know, I know you're a chiropractor, come to a chiropractic office, come to our chiropractic visit, you know, pay my chiropractic bill. All right, what if, we, what if we lost the word chiropractor and chiropractic as an exercise? I'm not saying forever. But we actually started being creative and speaking to people uh, about what it really is. I think a chiropractic adjustment is the ability to tune in with your doctor about what's going on. I'm gonna pause for a moment and I'm gonna see, I'm gonna tune into myself. Now, this may sound crazy to some people, but I would make the argument that there is value in teaching people just the tune in part. <laughs> like if all you could do, even for 50 bucks a month, was encourage people to once a month take five minutes to tune into themselves and develop that habit, I'd, I'd say that that's extremely valuable. Add to the tune in a tune up, which of course would be a neurological make your adjustment, tuning up the body. Tuning in and tuning up is one of the most valuable things you can teach people. Now chiropractors again go, yeah, but they might need three times a week. Yeah, but what if they have insurance? Yeah, but what about my normal care plans? We are making a distinction that there are those people that need crisis care and that's the 1%. But there is about 99% of the public that proactively underinsured, non-insured, and non-symptomatic that doesn't fit in that crisis care insurance door. They don't think that way, they don't pay that way, doesn't fit. So in today's day and age, when you should hopefully be looking for ways to stabilize your revenue, could in the event you had 300 people looking for a tune-in and tune-up in not if, but when the next closures happen, could you not provide some level of that type of service virtually for that time period? The answer is potentially if you get creative enough. So it all depends on how you define what you do, but I think there's too many chiropractors living under stress. The way to reduce, I'll call it at least the financial stress, I'm not sure, uh, maybe it'll help your marriage stress and other stress if you have financial stability, which is one of the major reasons you have financial stress, excuse me, emotional and relationship stress. 
If you can solve the financial component by basically knowing every month on the first day of the month, I have enough people paying a minimum amount to cover my minimum viable monthly income, I think chiropractors would be practicing in a completely different way. I think their communication would be completely different. I think you'd open up to the 99% who would then also be referring other 99%ers and the entire profession, let alone our population in their house, would be completely different. That's the vision of the payday practice. So how do, what do you say to a doc that's listening and thinking, man, that sounds like I'm gonna be selling long-term care plans. I don't wanna sell and I don't know. So, cause that's gonna, that's gonna be a thought, right? Yeah. I, like I'm not, especially if I'm not used to doing that, I've never done that in the past, or I've seen or read a horror story or two, and I'm sitting there saying, golly, man, I, you know, I have enough I have enough trouble talking to the person that's in desperate pain yep. <laughs> and not having them get out of my office. What, what are your thoughts on that? So when you're dealing with the 1%, when you're dealing with desperation, when you're dealing with insurance and insurance reimbursement, that's a specific communication. That's a specific conversation, right? It hurts, it doesn't hurt, right? So. If you don't want to offer long-term care plans under that standard model, no problem, okay? You do you, and that's the point. This model in no way changes that philosophy. The simple question is, do you believe, and you can ask this to anybody, not just people in pain. In fact, this model does not apply to people in pain. That's part of the point, is that you've got your, this is like having two doors to your practice. If you're in pain and you've got insurance, you go through the normal door. If you're not in pain, and whether you have insurance or not, it becomes irrelevant, you come in a different door. Those are not competing. In fact, they're completely opposite. You're expanding the entrances to get into your practice. So there's nothing long-term about a care plan recommendation. You're actually asking the question. It'd be like me saying, Jeff, do you think if you went to the gym once a month and you spoke to a trainer about your diet and your movement and your motion and had uh, a recommendation for what you could do next month, you think your health would be better? Absolutely. Uh, you think if you did it monthly on a continuous basis, it'd continue to improve? Absolutely. Now, uh, you know you could stop any time, <laughs> um, but you want to try it? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's, and I think that that's the key part is that it's really the, the, it's the offer of the benefit you provide. It's not, it's not locking in under a false pretense. It's offering to those who want to extend your area of expertise and the benefits you can provide to, to, and, 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 and you said it to the point that they want to, but don't, and we've talked about this a couple of times. We see so many docs that you know, they don't even give their, like, uh, you know, they don't give their patient the opportunity to say no. They don't even or have the door. Yes, the door's not, yes. There's yeah. no door yeah. there. Like, yeah. I can't yeah. even, oh, I feel fine. Yeah. I don't have insurance. Can you help me? Uh, do we have something for them? You know, and some would say philosophically, yes, but their fee structure, their business model is still transactional. And that's the difference in this model versus the current or old model. Now, there's, there's quite a few chiropractors that have sort of membership models of some sort. Many do it illegally. And that's another thing to just sort of bring up is that uh, if you do take insurance uh, and you have an insurance fee, 
And if you offer people who, well, either exhausted their insurance or underinsured or don't have insurance, if you offer a second fee that's not your normal fee, in some states that is called a dual fee system and in some states that's illegal. Uh, I like to sleep well at night uh, and I know that there's people that go, yeah, but you know, they don't check for this kind of thing. And you know, my answer to that is it's kind of like speeding. Uh, sure, everybody does it, but if you get caught, you get caught. Uh, and all it takes is a one disgruntled patient or employee uh, out of the thousands you've taken care of to you know, lodge a complaint and all of a sudden, well, let's look under the covers as what's going on. There's just no reason to make yourself more vulnerable than necessary. So there are, you know, what they call discount medical plans, options basically, that allow you to make it legal. And in fact, you can promote. And if you have got insurance, great. If you're underinsured or uninsured, we got a program for you. And uh, that's what we're teaching is, you know, how do you really build stable income so the first of the month is payday, not oh, F day, I can't believe we got to start from scratch. And the momentum that's built up from asymptomatic people referring asymptomatic people is a lot bigger of an audience than are you in pain? You're not in pain? Oh, but you know, my insurance said I have to go here. My employer said I have to go there. I'm going to try the drugs. I'm going to... It's just a much smaller market that everyone's competing for. The last part, I guess, about it is, and you sort of just to tie it all together, is there are lots of chiropractors that, you know, offer more than just adjusting. And I'm not saying adjusting is not enough to offer whatsoever. It absolutely is. But it's not hard to think about the fact that there are causes of subluxation. There are reasons, lifestyle reasons, that people get themselves in trouble, that uh, would actually be philosophically congruent if you're that kind of chiropractor, uh, or be professionally congruent if you've got specialties in other areas or passions in other areas, to make it simple and easy for people to purchase uh, those services on an ongoing basis. And you know, I guess I'll sort of, as we you know, close up, you know, the new insurance policy, you know, as of this recording, we're dealing with a lot of uncertainty in the world. Uh, we've gone through this you know, COVID closures and offices and states were closed for weeks. Uh, the news is saying, you know, that may happen again. I'm going to predict it will. What are you going to do? How are you going to prepare yourself? And so is there a way that you can think first, right? Actions are secondary to thoughts. If you can think for yourself, how do I ensure my financial stability in the future? The answer is calculate your monthly recurring expenses and build an opportunity to have monthly recurring revenue that equates to your monthly recurring expenses, you can then be financially stress-free. One of my medical doctor friends does it this way, and this is how you can translate it here. He has a practice that is basically mostly fee-for-service. He has gone through the HMO, you know, PMPM, per, per member per month payments. What he's decided to do is he stays with the PMPM payments to cover his monthly expenses. So he's basically guaranteed to cover his monthly expenses. And I would ask any viewer or listener right now to say to yourself, how would your life be different? 
If you absolutely knew that whatever your monthly recurring expenses next month are going to be covered, not only covered, but covered on the first day of the month, one day, how would your how would the rest of the month be different? How would your life be different? How would you feel about yourself if you didn't have to be desperate for new patients? How would your spouse feel about you if they knew the mortgage was going to get paid and the payments for cars and education and everything was going to get paid? If your staff knew they were going to get paid and you weren't running around like I know I did for years, sure hope I can make payroll this month, you know, sure hope I can, you know, make rent or worse, I got to borrow money again, you know, dig deeper in the hole. That's no way for any business to run. It is certainly not a way for a professional who's in the healthcare business of helping people get out of stress and into health when often we're the ones in the worst shape ourselves, primarily because of financial stress. And most of it has to do with us applying an old business model in a new world focused on a small market that's extremely competitive. And I say competitive not just with chiropractors. We're competing with opioids. We're competing with surgeons. We're competing with stem cells. We're competing with lots of different things to handle pain. If we open up the market and we're able to then passionately talk about the things we most love to provide proactively, the sky's the limit, the opportunities are endless. And if you wanted to do groups, if you wanted to do telephone, if you wanted to do you know, automated members areas where they learn, those are choices. The concept is, what can you do to guarantee your monthly recurring expenses every single month so you can live financially stress-free? That's my wish for all of our audience. There's a little bit of variability depending upon specifically where you practice, but you know, if, if you're charging the insurance $60 and then you're charging the patient $45, you're more than 50. That's technically incongruent in a majority, which that doesn't even sound like a lot, right? Right. But that would be 12, more than 12 bucks, which would be over 20% off, which many in Illegal. many cases, 15% is the threshold of what's appropriate, although it's a little bit gray. Um, but I think this has been an exceptionally impactful episode. Next episode, which is the grand finale of season one, we're talking all about professional networks. But before that, if you'd like to pick up some smart guides, we have some tools and resources to help you build and grow your practice. That's congruent with what we've talked about throughout all of season one on The Smart Chiropractor. You can head over to smartchiropractor.com slash genius. You can pick up the smart guides to help you build and grow, create that sustainable and predictable revenue. Have yourself a payday practice. Be sure to leave us a rating or review on iTunes. That helps more and more docs find out about this podcast. And we look forward to seeing you next week on the grand finale, the last episode of season one of The Smart Chiropractor. We'll be talking professional networks and what you can do to build and grow your referral base in a way that you might not have thought of yet. For Dr. Jason Deitch, I'm Dr. Jeff Langmaid. We'll see you next episode. Bye-bye. This episode brought to you by The Smart Chiropractor. At The Smart Chiropractor, we solve the two biggest chiropractic marketing challenges, content and consistency. We combine an incredible content library with powerful automation tools to supercharge your marketing. The result? More new patients, more referrals, and more reactivations with automated digital content marketing. Here's what Dr. Matthew Barnhart had to say. We have loved this. We have already had five patient reactivations from the emails in one week. To learn more and get started, visit thesmartchiropractor.com today.